Right now on Truth Today, we're going to be discussing the rise and fall of an American empire. Are we on the tail end of America? The moral decay, the rot, the corruption, open borders, and so much more going on. We're also going to be talking about Islam, how it's showing its true colors. And that means it's turning on the left, the LGBT, the feminist, and all those who helped it get into power. That and much more, live right now on Truth Today. Well, good morning or good afternoon, depending on the time zone that you're in. Uh, thank you for joining us uh, here on Truth Today. Uh, we're live back in the studio. Uh, this is not pre-recorded. Where I'm actually here right now. I'm back from the road uh, from a very, very, very long but fruitful trip uh, to Wisconsin and Idaho and Montana, back to Idaho and now back home. Uh, we had uh, some reruns last week, but we are here live with you this morning. Uh, thank you for being with us on our program. Truth Today is, of course, part of the ministry of Truth and Love Ministry. All that we do to prepare and equip the church for these last days as we stand faithfully to contend for Christ in this world. Uh, I want to encourage you, before we get into our show, please visit our website, tilministry.com, tilministry.com. Also, please uh, go to our Rumble channel and check out our Rumble channel, rumble.com slash Ramhadian, rumble.com slash Ramhadian. Three things we ask you to do. Please subscribe, please like, and please share. Now, um, I want to um, get into today's show, and I've titled this show, The Rise and Fall of the American Empire. I just read a, a very interesting article about the rise and fall of America. Are we absolutely on the tail end of this nation for many reasons, uh, some that we've already covered. But um, it was a very interesting article and there were some very detailed things that I want to cover uh, today and maybe even this Thursday. We may do a part two on this because there's so much to cover when we talk about moral decay and corruption and injustice, open borders, uh, inflation. There's a whole list of things that this article was talking about that I thought was very helpful. But I want to give our biblical context for um, this show in establishing uh, a firm foundation. We have to understand that the concept of exceptionalism, you know, you've heard this say uh, American exceptionalism. Well, if America is exceptional, it was exceptional because of our covenant with God because of our faith and our commitment to be a moral people committed to the God of the Bible. Not any God, any false God, but the true God. Exceptionalism isn't just because we're America. Because if God looks at America and says, I'm going to give America a pass for the ways that it has betrayed and turned and forsaken me after they, America, the people of America made a covenant with me. This is different than Israel, right? Because in Israel, God made a covenant with Israel. In America, we made a covenant with God. The forefathers of this nation in the Mayflower Compact, in the Jamestown Compact, we made a covenant with God. And we are the ones who are breaking that covenant. And so therefore, if God gives us a, a, a pass, if God says, oh, no big deal, then you've heard the expression, God would have to go back to Israel in the Old Testament and apologize for judging Israel. Because if God judged Israel, surely it will judge America or any other nation that is prideful and thinks that it is exceptional apart from the Judeo-Christian foundation and the mercies of the living God. And so I want to establish some foundation here for you. In the Bible, it says very clearly that God is the God of the nations, plural. God has established nations. He's established borders and boundaries. Um, in the book of Luke, uh, I believe it's chapter 17. I'm just looking up right now. Uh, the Lord spoke of this in establishing 
um, the, the aspects of uh, borders and boundaries. And so I'll get to this in a minute here because I, I want to really get to my other passage before I lose my train of thought, and that is in the book of Job. Now, I don't often cover the, the book of Job, but this morning I want to uh, cover the book of Job because as you know the backstory of Job and the fact that God had allowed Job to be tested by Satan, certain things that Satan came against. God had given Satan the parameter. You can test, but you can't take his life. Satan brings great calamity against Job, uh, taking his, his children, his uh, wealth, his possessions. Uh, and Job is in, in a place, of course, of um, devastation and questioning. And his friends question him, Oh, surely you must have sinned for this to happen. And kind of, that's a great, by the way, side note, that's a great teaching one day for how, for why uh, the prosperity gospel is a false gospel. The idea that, oh, if you just have faith and you believe things will go well, and if things don't go well, well, then you must have not had faith or you must have done something. That's, that's the essence of the prosperity gospel. It is a false gospel. But Job, as he's talking, the Lord um, is giving now Job a, 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 um, a perspective as Job answers the people that are questioning him. And I want to go, to, if you have your Bibles, down to... Actually, you know what? We'll start in verse 13. Yeah, because again, we're going to start in the Bible. So you guys have your Bibles with you because we always start. Remember, we try to be grounded in the Word of God. That's our foundation. So we start in the Word together. So if you turn your Bibles with me to Job chapter 12, Job chapter 12, so we're in chapter 12, starting in verse 13. Wisdom and strength belongs to God. Counsel and understanding are His. What He tears down cannot be rebuilt. This is very important. Listen, what He tears down cannot be rebuilt without Him. So again, the idea of exceptionalism, the idea that somehow we're immune from the judgment of God as a nation, as a people, is false. The man he imprisons cannot be released. If he holds back the waters, they dry up. And if he releases them, they overwhelm the land. True wisdom and power belong to him. The deceived and the deceiver are his. He leads counselors away barefoot and makes fools of judges. He loosens and bonds, or loosens the bonds placed by kings and fastens a belt around their waist. He leads priests away barefoot and overthrows the established. He deprives the trusted of speech and takes away the discernment of elders. He pours out contempt on nobles and disarms the mighty. He reveals the deep things of darkness and brings deep shadows into light. Listen now. There are many dark things and shadows in this nation. And we got to pray that God will indeed reveal and expose them. He reveals the deep things of darkness and brings them into, brings deep shadows into the light. Okay, here we go. Listen, please. He makes nations great and destroys them. He enlarges nations then disperses them. He deprives the earth's leaders of reason and makes them wander in a trackless wasteland. They grope in the darkness without light. He makes them stagger like drunkards. So this is an amazing, amazing testimony of Job pushing back on his accusers and, and, and now asserting and, and, and establishing a foundation of God's sovereignty over lives and over nations. God's sovereignty and authority that God has firmly established in the heavens on His throne. And as we talk about the rise and fall, again, what is the t- title of our show today? If you joined us late, 
the rise and fall of the American empire. This week, I want to look at this deeper and look at why America is in a free fall. And is there, is there maybe some signs of life that the people of this nation are now turning? The people, look, there may be some signs that the people of America, not the government, but the people of America, the average people, person out there, may, just may be waking up to some level of truth and reality. So in the book of Luke, it talks about that um, uh, God is the one who establishes um, borders and boundaries, um, nations, and this is uh, very profound to understand that, th that, that a nation does not rise without God, a nation does not fall without God. That it is God who causes and allows, especially when nations like America are forsaking our foundation, it is God who allows that. So I will come to that reference later if we have time. But this is, I really wanted to focus on Job, and I really wanted you to understand one more time that God makes nations great and destroys them. He enlarges nations and then disperses them. So he enlarges nations and he makes them an empire. And we have had empires throughout history. And specifically, the closest that looks like ours is the Roman Empire. There have been many empires, the Babylonian, the Grecians, the Persians, and the Roman Empire, the, 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 the British Empire, and now the American Empire. It's fair to say we have been an empire. So let me quickly just pray. I feel led today to pray specifically that God would give us wisdom as we look into this and understand because I don't want to come across as being negative and not hopeful of what God can do in a people, but at the same time, we have to be realistic and repentant to the condition of our nation. So Father, I pray your anointing and your wisdom upon this word. Would you open our hearts and our minds to receive that which you have. Bless your people who have ears to hear, eyes to see, Lord. Protect them. Lord, give us a voice. Give us a voice in this nation. Give us a voice. In Jesus' name I pray for your glory. Amen. Amen. All right. So let's get into this article because, um, as I said, this was a fascinating article that was written um, by a guy named Darren Gaub. Somebody sent this email to me, and I thought it was a good comparison. Uh, it's referencing the book The Rise and Fall of the Roman Empire by Edward Gibbon, and it talks about the life and the death of Rome. Some argue the greatest empire of course, Islam has been around 1,400 years, and we have seen the rise and decline, but not the fall, because Islam is multinational. It's not just one region because it's built upon a false religion. Communism has fallen. The British Empire fell. The Roman Empire fell. The Grecian Empire fell. The Persian Empire fell. The Babylonian Empire fell. So all these empires have eventually fallen, and what it, it's giving the comparison to with uh, Rome is the fact that uh, here's the definition from the Webster's Dictionary of an empire, and see if this fits America. A major political unit having a territory of great extent or a number of territories or peoples under a single sovereign authority. So I think based on that definition, we would, there's no debate that Rome was an empire, and I think one can argue that the United States is also an empire. The uh, book that he was referencing highlights that the average lifespan of empires throughout history have been approximately two to 300 years, and specifically closer to 250 years. So depending on when you see the birth of America, of course, we signed our declaration on July 2nd coming up 
1776. By the way, I'm going to be teaching July 4th, uh, or not July 4th. Uh, when, let me look at the Sunday that is um, before. Um, oh, actually, yeah, this year. This is very interesting. This year, uh, the Sunday for July 4th is on July 2nd. So the Sunday that we're going to be celebrating our independence actually falls on July 2nd. And I'm going to be teaching on the Declaration of Independence again as our birth certificate on July 2nd. I'll be at T Patriot Church here in Knoxville, Tennessee, live streamed on Facebook. Um, must watch, I believe. But depending on when you look at this, 1776, or some would say the, uh, the Treaty of Paris in 1784, but I'm going to go with the 1776 date as a starting point. 250 years, right, would put us in the year 2026. We are now in year 247 of our U.S. empire, if you agree that it is an empire, it, that we have been an empire. So that means that the window closing on this empire is the year 2026. We know also that if you are watching the globalist agenda, the globalist agenda is to destroy national sovereignty. If you remember when we uh, had Leo Homan on, not last week, but the week before, we covered the attack on our sovereignty and that uh, based on the World Health Organization, the WHO and their pandemic accord and all the 300 amendments that they're pushing that they're going to vote on next year, 2024. And right now, there's no nation that is pushing back against this. Uh, according to Michelle Bachman, former Minnesota congresswoman who was there witnessing what was going on, she believes that this is the death of the republic. Now, I've argued for years, even uh, since I ran for governor back in 2012 in Washington state, that the republic is over, that it's only on paper, right? We are not a republic. We have been a corporation. We are a corrupt entity. We've been that for years. But the Republic on paper, even on paper, is about to be voted out and be over if this World Health Organization accord goes through, if these amendments are voted upon and the U.S. gives consent, because this is the death of national sovereignty. That's the point of this, right? Part of the one world government that we highlight in our great pushback, which again, you've, if you've not gotten a copy, please get an order now, our great pushback DVD. Uh, TILministry.com pushback. You got to get this to understand the Great Reset, the globalist agenda, all that is prophesied in the Bible about the coming one world government, one world religion. I gave that presentation um, in uh, Montana twice. But um, so going back to the timing, we are almost done anyway based on that. But the article goes on to say that there are certain things that uh, we must look at um, evidence or signs of that fall. Uh, before I do that, just again to make sure the article talks about here's the, 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 the reasoning why we believe the United States is and has been an empire. We have 50 states and 14 territories spread across nine different time zones. We have approximately 750 mil known military bases in 80 countries or more. Add in the classified locations and those, who, who, those where other agencies of the U.S. government exist and the number is north of 1,000. We have um, dozens of protectorates, nations that we protect. We are a military economic, well, I would argue we were a military economic and cultural superpower. Uh, all of this shows that, again, we are an empire. And then he goes to and says, here's the factors that led to the, the fall of the Roman Empire. Here's the, the factors. Declining morals and values, number one. Number two, environmental problems, health dec decline or the spread of disease. Number three, inflation. Number four, open borders. Number five, urban decay, meaning the cities becoming cesspools, urban decay. Number six, cultural rot and identity loss. Number seven, invasions. Number eight, excessive military spending. Number nine, political corruption. And number 10, a decrease in civic virtue 
and a demonizing, listen, a demon, I just talked about this on Father's Day in Idaho, a demonizing of masculinity. Isn't that interesting? That they destroy men in the culture and this is part of the decline because as the men became effeminate in Rome and began to engage in homosexuality and sexual perversion, they didn't stand. There was no backbone. There was no fight. There was not protectors to stand against the evil that was there. And, and that's the argument, is America in that same place? So looking at those things, the argument is that in America, the, the, the article goes on to say, inflation is rampant. Our borders are wide open. The cities are absolutely failing and falling. E pluribus unum, out of many come one, is now just pluribus, meaning that there is no singular identity for America anymore in our culture. In fact, they're attacking, those who want to destroy America are attacking that identity. We are invaded by way of some of the same open borders, Cyber, which I'm going to talk about here in a minute, cyber attacks, uh, bad government, bad ideas. Military spending supports even those projects that work against the people of the United States. Oh, like, for example, military funding abortion and sex change operations for the, for the soldiers. Political corruption, the continuous attempt to emasculate men and create a culture of weakness and wokeness. And there's more. America's strength is giving away to a rising East, not only culturally, but economically as the global petrodollar fades. Remember what we were talking about as the rise of the central bank digital currency and now the global digital currency called Unicoin is happening. They must destroy the U.S. dollar and the U.S. dollar is no longer the petrodollar. China is rising. Russia is rising. There are many nations seeking to subvert the West while they align with the East. Like, for example, BRICS, the Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, and these nations that are setting up as an opposite or alternative to NATO. And we are selling our sovereignty to the highest bidder of those globalist organizations who seek to control access to our food, our water, shelter, markets, and medical support. And that this rise or this fall of America ultimately, folks, is not an accident. It is intentional. There are those that are doing it intentionally because many of us would argue America is the last line of defense standing against the globalist agenda. Once America falls, there is no nation standing against the globalist agenda. And I'm talking about the people of America, not the government of America. But this is very important to understand. Also, please hear this, that part of the fall is because of the judgment of God. When we are a nation that is seeing this list of things that I just read for you, folks, we are under, or, or, or I should say under the judgment of God. And that's why our repentance and our awakening is so critical. So let me give you some examples from the headlines of why I believe these things are happening. Uh, Drya, let's start with the um, corruption first and um, deal with um, uh, the article. Do you have that article, The Two-Tiered Justice? Trump was right. Uh, right there. So as we see the corruption, the, the continued corruption of the federal government folks, this article, go ahead and bring it up, two-tiered justice, Trump was right, Department of Justice gave serial criminal and pervert Hunter Biden a slap on the wrist after committing major international financial crimes. Trump's, Trump gets 100 years for bogus document charges. So his prediction was, that Hunter will get charged with something small to make their strike on me look fair. And this is just one example, my goodness, this is just one example of the two-tier, three-tier, four-tier justice. There is no justice in the land. It is, it is completely corrupt justice. The FBI, the DOJ, 
the ATF. I'm going to show you that I, something happened when I was actually in Montana, literally down the road from, from where I was speaking. And I'll share that with you. These are all things, folks, that are um, highlighting uh, the corruption that when this president, and did you notice, by the way, that quietly last week, as they're now pursuing this, these federal charges, 37 charges against Trump on these supposed classified documents, did you know that the New York case against him, Bragg, that Marxist DA funded by Soros, did you know that case was dismissed? It's, it's, it's just quietly gone, quietly, because, it, see, it was a distraction, because it's a distraction after a distraction. This, so this should give you evidence that these are bogus, politically motivated charges, complete witch hunt, complete uh, bait and switch, don't pay attention to us destroying the nation, focus your efforts on us coming after Trump or January, all the January 6th political prisoners. And so um, as Trump made this, uh, uh, this case, what do we see from Hunter Biden? Let's go to that article, please, Jaya. Breaking Hunter Biden. Uh, that should have been another Gateway Pundit one. Uh, keep going. Um, right there. Oh, you just passed it. Right there. That's the one. Hunter Biden has agreed to plead guilty to multiple charges, but the update, two misdemeanors and one gun charge, a slap on the wrist. So the story was broken just a few minutes ago from this morning. Uh, John, uh, this is supposedly from, you know, corrupt CNN. Um, the letter came out from U.S. Attorney David Weiss on Hunter, Hunter's criminal charges. Uh, tax two tax offenses, two counts of willfully willful failure to pay, to pay federal income tax, a violation of uh, Title 26. He's agreed to plead guilty to both counts of the tax information. Uh, there was a firearm offense, an unlawful user of or addicted to a controlled substance, having a firearm. Uh, the defendant has agreed to enter a pretrial diversion agreement with respect to the firearm information. So two misdemeanors and a deferment for a firearm charge, which means, as Trump predicted, this is a slap on the wrist. Meanwhile, remember, Joe had all those classified documents. Uh, no mention of anything happening to Joe, right? Sleepy Joe. And we see the continual weaponization of the Department of Justice, of the FBI. This is an indication, folks, of corruption. The level of corruption. Remember, we have now the FBI admitting to $10 million given to Hunter and Joe by Burisma, that's what the document that the FBI was hiding, and the informant, the foreign national, who says he has 16 or 17 recorded uh, conversations uh, with Hunter and Joe Biden, the big guy, remember the big guy? We are the laughing stock of the world. The so-called president has to be led across the stage by holding his hands. Did you see that video of that congresswoman leading Joe across the stage? Because he can't, he doesn't even know where to go. This, we are a laughing stock of the world and it is a sign of the judgment of God upon the corruption of this nation. The rot. What about our open borders? What about the invasion, right? We covered this again with Leo a couple of weeks ago. The invasion, the open borders, this so-called migrant crisis that is coming in, which is really an invasion of young men and women who are military age, fighting aged 
men and women. So open borders, remember that list that I just went through, right? The corruption. Um, what about urban decay? Look at our cities. Let me get to this article here, Jariah. Um, it is from, um, is it the InfoWars on the uh, cities? Uh, the Juneteenth, you had that one on the Juneteenth? Do you have that one up? Um, uh, there was that one, keep going. Sorry, folks, we're trying to make sure we get uh, right there, right there on InfoWars, right there. That's the one. Um, I thought I had that one open on, on my end, Drya, but I must have clicked that you have that one. Yeah. So here's the article. I want to get to this article. Juneteenth is marked by massive shooting across America. Um, I'm going to get to the article here. This is, of course, yesterday is supposed to be this now. What is Juneteenth anyway, right? We're celebrating um, the end of slavery, I guess. That's what it's supposed to be. And so it's a new holiday. It's a new celebration. Well, massive violence across the nation. The shooting at uh, a Martin Luther King in Chambers uh, or at Martin Luther King in Chambers. Those must be streets. I was just, I was just to, uh, the Friday before last, downtown Milwaukee. I landed in Wisconsin. I was speaking there that night. Got a chance to go through downtown. I'd never seen downtown Milwaukee. And they were having a, uh, a supposed Juneteenth celebration. Uh, a fight breaks out between a bunch of black women. I don't care if it's black or white, but I'm just reporting what happened. And then uh, six people were shot. Uh, it stemmed from a fight between girls. Police said after a day of Juneteenth celebrations where thousands in our community supposedly gathered peacefully, police chief uh, Jeffrey Norman says this happened. Police said the victims ranged in age from 14 to 19, four girls and two boys. Uh, then you have this story out of Chicago. At least 29 people shot after gunfire erupted at an illegal street takeover in Will Willowbrook near Chicago, Illinois. Um, then you have, um, there was at least 20 injuries uh, in that one, one person died. This is what we're seeing, folks. We have another one in Asheville, uh, Asheville, North Carolina. Shots fired at a Juneteenth celebration near Pack Square Park in downtown Asheville. Dry, is that where we went to get your car, Asheville? Yeah, that's where we went. That's where we bought our son's car. It was in Asheville, North Carolina. I thought that was familiar. And so they were having such a wonderful celebration that, again, people were shooting each other in Asheville. And um, let's see, where else? Is there more here? Um, this is from Asheville. Yeah, this is uh, juveniles were taken to the Mission Hospital with serious injuries. Um, let's see. Oh, San Diego. Here's another one. San Diego, California a shooting in Liberty Station where one person was killed again on Juneteenth. Wow, what celebrations uh, to celebrate the end of slavery, right? Uh, the majority of these cases, sadly, were black-on-black -black violence. Black-on-black -black violence. So, folks, this is um, our urban decay. The, the decay of these urban cities, Portland, Seattle, right? Antifa, BLM, the LGBT mafias, the trans violence now that is really um, terrorism. I've been saying this, I'll keep saying it, that we are seeing the rise of trans terrorism, that this is um, uh, uh, being invoked, this violence of, 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 the, of, uh, of trans people being pushed and goaded being told Christians are your enemies, they need to be uh, eradicated. Uh, did you see that black congresswoman who was giving an interview about Trump and she was saying this has got to be, Trump has got to be shot 
but then stopped herself halfway through the sentence and said, stopped. Now you go, well, Sharam, that was just a misspeak. But the fact that the word shot came out of her mouth, her brain, means it was on her mind, right? Trump needs to be shot, I mean, stopped. Uh-uh, you said it first. The word shot came out of your mouth, lady. And this is the violence that we see, the inner rot of these inner cities, Democrat-controlled, Democrat-run. Um, again, San Francisco. <laughs> um, there was a funny uh, drive. Did you see that uh, uh, Babylon Bee that said the city of San Francisco is now looking to move to Texas <laughs> because of violence in San Francisco. Not the people. It actually was a funny, I love the Babylon Bee sometimes. The city of San Francisco is looking to move to te te Texas because of the violence in San Francisco. Um, but that's the inner rot of these cities. We have such corruption. And then I wanna talk about Remember the article talked about cyber, that there was a decline and, and uh, talking about, so we, we talked about open borders, we talked about the massive inflation, the cultural rot, the identity loss where we're gonna tear down our statues and denying our American actual history or claiming America is still a racist nation. Um, uh, again, the irony of Juneteenth, the irony of on a day that's supposed to celebrate the end of slavery in America and the liberation of black people, and you have black-on-black -black violence in multiple cities across this nation that are in a place and, and of, of absolute uh, anarchy. These cities, these inner cities with these Soros-funded prosecutors that won't prosecute uh, drug charges, uh, they won't prosecute uh, and, and even when I was a police officer in Washington State in a very liberal city, in a very liberal county like King County, in Seattle, outside of Seattle area, I witnessed, even then, this is now going on to 14 years ago, I saw prosecutors, they, were, they kept raising the bar, we're not going to prosecute anything under $3,000, we don't have the manpower. So uh, petty theft, break-ins, property damage, uh, low-level, what was deemed as low-level drug charges, which we know that when someone starts by smoking pot or selling pot, they usually escalate to higher, uh, more deadly drugs. Uh, that's why pot is called a gateway drug. And even then I was seeing that the prosecutors were allowing the homeless, and now in Seattle, uh, the frustration of police that they can't even do anything with the homeless, with the drug use, openly on the streets, uh, the businesses being destroyed, the tent cities, I can go on and on and on. The political corruption, as I just mentioned, of Biden, of Hunter, of that whole clan, the Clintons, the deep state, the FBI, the DOJ, uh, Homeland Security, State Department, IRS, ATF, as I'll as I show you. Um, but... I was getting to that cyber one. They were talking about different ways we're being invaded. Let's go to the Leo Holman article, Drya, please. Leo Holman's article on um, breaking cyber attack. Yeah, this is Leo's new article, uh, breaking cyber attack. This is uh, a few days ago, but on the June 15th, uh, cyber attack hits federal agencies. Hackers announce another attack. They will say will we'll target Western banking systems. Uh, so the article is talking about that the global cyber attack is reportedly exploiting a flaw in widely used software used by several U.S. federal government agencies. Um, they have experienced intrusions into their systems, announces Eric Goldstein, Assistant Director for Cybersecurity. Um, but uh, now they're saying... There's three notorious hack, hackivist groups, Killnet, Anonymous, Sudan, and Reevil, or R Evil, declared a cyber war on the West, targeting banks with membership in the Society for Worldwide International Banking Telecommunications. Russia was kicked out of the SWIFT system last year after its invasion of Ukraine. 
as part of a slew of economic sanctions that have largely backfired. The three hacker groups declared their intention to unleash a massive cyber onslaught on the European banking system, threatening to bring it to its west within 48 years and also against the United States. So this is another element that you see this infusion. But let's talk about the moral for a second because we've seen the moral rot. We see the destruction of the family, destruction of marriage. Um, we see the fact that, um, you know, you have um, just in our faces, Pride Month, in our faces, the continual element of uh, uh, attacking Christianity, but promoting every other false belief system, including Islam, which we'll talk about in a minute. But could there be, could there be in this moral rot, in this moral decay that has been America, that I've said many times, America could give a run uh, for its money to Sodom and Gomorrah based on where we're at. But is there maybe a turning? Let's go to a couple of articles. Um, actually, first, let's cover the Dodgers right there, Drya. Let's cover the Dodgers one because uh, many of you know that the Dodgers were going to give this um, during their Pride Night last Friday on the 16th. Uh, they were going to give this uh, award to this, I'll talk about this perverted group, but Major League Baseball uh, uh, is the latest brand humbled by anti-pride outrage. So this game was scheduled. They were going to give this award, uh, this, this bravery award, courage award, something to the, um, the perpetual... Um, what is the, what, the sisters, this, 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 uh, oh, the sisters of perpetual indulgence, uh, a bunch of guys dressed up as nuns, a complete blasphemy to the name of Jesus Christ, a complete uh, embarrassment of Catholicism. Uh, and even though I do not assert that Catholicism is Christianity, but, you know, lumping them together for the cultural sense, I guess. So the, the uh, Dodgers were, were uh, going to do this. There was a massive protest, if you didn't see this, outside their stadium. Uh, but they intentionally kept the people outside. They hurriedly, they, 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 they very quickly did this pregame ceremony to get this controversial award out of its hands with thousands of protesters outside the gates, uh, Sisters of Perpetual indul Indulgence. The stadium, if you saw the picture, was virtually empty. And then the Dodgers went on to lose 15 to nothing. Wasn't that poetic? They were shellacked 15 to nothing. Um, and is there a wake up? Is there a wake up happening, folks? Is this the good news? Is this the, 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 the beginning of, of, of that? of what we believe to be that awakening in pockets around this nation. And this article that I thought is, is a good title, let's go to the, uh, the other Washington Stand article, Enough is Enough. Let's go to this one, Dry. if you have that one. Enough, uh, fewer Republicans and Democrats believe homosexuality is moral. Yeah, that, no, you just had it there. Um, is it enough? And this article is part of another article talking about some, some polls that are coming out showing that perhaps the American people, not the government, not Biden having the pride event on, on the White House lawns with the, with the guy that was flashing his, his breasts. It, it, it was just perverse. What, what, what an embarrassment of the White House the symbol of government in our nation. What an embarrassment to have that on the lawns of the White House. And then, to, to remember we covered, to, to fly that pride flag at the same level as the United States flag, to the right of the United States flag, in multiple ways violating the U.S. code on flag etiquette. Is it enough? Have we had enough, folks? 
In the latest sign the LGBT agenda is losing support, the number of people who view same-sex relationships as morally acceptable tumbled last year, a sign people are beginning to connect the dots between legalizing same-sex marriage and the indoctrinating of our school children in the LGBT agenda. Overall, support for homosexual relationships fell this year by 7%, the largest decrease of any of the moral issues posed by Gallup pollsters in their annual values and beliefs poll conducted each May. In 2023, 63% of Americans say they see nothing wrong with gay or lesbian relationships, which is shocking, by the way, that's a staggering number. Uh, but now fewer Republicans and Democrats say they found homosexual relationships morally neutral this year. Um, since the 2015 Obergefell decision to, quote, give rights of same-sex marriage, uh, we've seen just this onslaught and uh, nationwide school libraries have stocked books parents have described as pornographic. These titles include Gender Queer, a memoir which contains illustrations of man-boy sexual relationships, and Lawn Boy by Jonathan Evison, in which a, a boy fondly remembers an episode of a fourth grade boy when he performed uh, fellatio on an adult man. Um, the reversal in social acceptance of homosexuality is driven by Republicans whose support dipped by 15% over the last year from 56% to 41%. Yet support for homosexuality also fell a significant 6% among Democrats from 85 to 79. Independents remain unchanged. Then there's another article that I want to highlight. Bring up that other article, Dariah, that says most Americans say transgenderism is morally wrong. So again, based on Gallup, um, a total of 55% of Americans believe changing one's gender is immoral. Wow. That's an interesting number, isn't it? 55%, up four points from 2021, according to a Gallup poll released Monday. Only registered Democrats became more likely over the last two years to consider transgender identity morally acceptable. The poll contains encouraging news for those who believe in an objective moral order and common sense. Americans are also more willing to declare that the human race consists of only two sexes, male and female. About two out of three Americans believe there are only two genders. Well, where are we? Where are those 65%? Well, maybe that's what's pushing back against Target and Starbucks. Uh, did you see Starbucks completely pulled their LGBT Pride uh, Month stuff? The Dodgers, uh, Anheuser-Busch, all of this pushback, folks. This is maybe the moment. They've gone too far. And too far, according to God's word, is, is anything that goes outside the design of God. Um, two out of three Americans, 65% believe there's no two genders, a 6% rise. Similarly, the transgender agenda on sports suffered a loss as more than two out of three Americans, 69%, now believe athletes should not have to compare against members of the opposite sex who identify as transgender. Um, even among the most liberal generation in U.S. history, 57% majority of Gen Z born between 1997 and 2010, now believe in the gender binary, meaning man and woman, increasing by 14 points in two years. Wow, this is very interesting, isn't it? And when you go to um, Hispanics, uh, evangelical Protestants, 92% believe in two genders, LDS, 82%, Hispanic Protestants, 81%, Black Protestants, 73%, White Catholics, 69%, White mainline Protestants, 67, and most non-Christian believers, uh, what, non-Christian? Maybe uh, they meant non-denominational, 55%, uh, or maybe they mean that they're just non-Christians, if you believe in this stuff. Anyway, this is very, very interesting. And, and here's another interesting element of this, because, Dry, let's go to our, our, our image of the two houses of Islam, because now, when you factor in um, actually, do we have our image first for exposing Islam? Remember, part of our, 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 um, our mission in this show is to continue to expose Islam. I come from a Muslim background, and so this is very important because Islam is part of the attack on this nation. Islam is part of helping to bring 
the, agent, the, 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 the empire to a fall, right? Because Islam seeks to conquer and take over. And it's bit by bit, bit by bit, it's doing that. And if you look at what's going on in Europe now, with the, 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 the um, uh, bring that one headline up, Drya, of the Sweden. This is, I, mean, this, I read these headlines all the time. Go ahead and bring it up. Sweden Muslim migrant on welfare stabs nine-year-old girl and her grandmother while screaming Allah Akbar. This is common day occurrences in Europe. Uh, another video that went viral of a African migrant, probably Muslim, because uh, the majority are attacking a grandmother and her daughter, pulling them out, uh, almost, almost kidnapping the daughter, but then some people were in the area. This is a common occurrence, and it's gonna become more of a common occurrence in America. But Islam has sided with the left, has sided with BLM, has sided with the LGBTQ++, has sided with the feminists, has sided with the leftists, with the socialists, with the Marxists, with the Democrats, like in Minnesota, and yet, Something is changing that I've been warning about for years because Islam operates in two houses. And this is why I keep teaching this concept of you guys, we have to understand the two houses of Islam. That there are two houses, that the, the, the house on the left is called Dar al-Harb. Dar al-Harb means the house or abode of war. Hold on a second, Drya. And the house on the right means Dar al-Islam, or the house of surrender. Now what happens is folks, when Islam is in the lower house on the left, they're in the minority. They don't have power, they don't have control. Once they get power, once they get control, they go to the upper house and they must live by <coughs> Sharia, by Islamic law. And Islamic law isn't in favor of feminism. Islamic law isn't in favor of the LGBT or homosexuality or certainly transgenderism. Uh, drag queens, Islamic law is not in favor of, of um, abortion. And so what's been going on? Well, why? why? Well, the, what's been going on is Islam deceives. Islam can lie. It's called takiyah or kitman or moruna, the lie of the tongue, the lie of appearance, the lie of association, all of these things. You associate with the leftist for a time until you get the upper hand. Well, let me show you how this is happening because I just covered this last week when I was speaking. Um, do you have the article on Hamtramck, Drya? So Hamtramck, right there, go ahead and bring it up, is a Muslim majority, keep the suffers for a minute, is a Muslim majority city. Now, it is the first Muslim majority city in America in Hamtramck, Michigan, just north of Dearborn and uh, Detroit. It is now Muslim majority populated over 50%. It, it was the first Muslim majority city council in America, the first Muslim, major, uh, first Muslim mayor, police chief, and so forth and so on. Of course, Dearborn also has a Muslim police chief. Dearborn also has Muslims on their city council. Minneapolis has Muslims on their city council. Just like I mentioned, that Minneapolis has gone to the upper house by allowing that Islamic call of prayer. Downtown Minneapolis, if you, if you didn't hear this, city council voted uh, to have the Islamic call of prayer back in April approved to be broadcast over loudspeakers over 20 city blocks of downtown Minneapolis. They wouldn't allow that for any other religion. So Hamtramck, that has been moving more and more and more towards being governed by Sharia, what did they do? Bring that headline up one more time, please, Jaya. They banned any pride flags. You're not allowed to, this is, like if, if, if this was somebody else, I'd actually be happy. If this was any other city that, that was observing Judeo-Christian principles, we'd say this is good news. Hamtramck City Council bans LGBTQ flags from city property after months of intense debate. And guess what? Next headline, go to Jihad Watch, please, Drya. There is an intense sense of betrayal. Right there. Leftists are enraged as the Muslim-governed Michigan City bans pride flags. The breakdown of the leftist Islamic alliance was inevitable. We've been telling you this. Because that's what happens when they get to the upper house. That's why I predicted that Hamtramck, 
Dearborn, Minneapolis, St. Cloud, Minnesota, that they're, they're the upper house of Islam. And what do you now see in Dearborn, in Hamtramck, in Maryland last week? You see the Muslim, in Minneapolis, you see the Muslim community beginning to turn on the feminists, on the leftists, on the LGBTQ+++. They're now turning on them because they're going to the upper house and the upper house dictates that they must be governed by Sharia. Former Mayor Karen Majewski, because remember, uh, Hamtramck was a Polish community, sounded a plaintiff note. We supported you Muslims when you were threatened and now our rights are threatened and you're the one doing the threatening. And, it, and, and uh, Robert Spencer wrote this article, says anyone who has studied the history of Islam, particularly alliances between Muslims and non-Muslims, could have seen this coming. What did Muhammad do? He went to, from when, when he fled Mecca because he was in the minority, couldn't convert anybody, he goes to Yathrib, uh, becomes a warlord, amasses wealth in a military, uh, turns on the people of Yathrib and declares now Yathrib to be Medina, the city of the prophet, which is what it's called today, then comes back and makes a treaty with the people of Mecca called the, Huda, the Treaty of Hudaybiyah. It was a 10-year treaty, and halfway through the treaty, he comes and he breaks it, and he routes Mecca, and he takes over Mecca. This is what they do. Such alliances have never throughout history inspired a sense of gratitude in the Muslim party that led to a period in which Muslims and non-Muslims lived together as equals. And so, uh, liberals dismayed. In 2015, many liberals, residents in Hamtramck, Michigan, celebrated as their city attracted international attention for becoming the first in the United States to elect a Muslim-majority city council. They viewed the power shift in diversity as a, as a symbolic but meaningful rebuke of the Islamophobic rhetoric. Remember our ministry? We're an anti-Islam hate group, according to the Southern Poverty Law Center. Just go on their map and you'll see us here in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're, you know, I'm, I'm a notorious Islamophobe. When I ran for governor in 2012, uh, CARE called me the Islamophobic candidate of Washington State governor for governor. They wanted a rebuke of the Islamophobic rhetoric that was a central theme of then-Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump's campaign. This week, many of those same residents watch in dismay as now fully Muslim and socially conservative city council passed legislation banning pride flags from being flown on city property that had, like many others being flown around the country, been intended to celebrate the LGBTQ plus community. Why? Because I told you, they're turning. So this is not to be celebrated because this is a bad sign that Islam is getting upper, upper hand and getting power. But the fact that evangelicals and even some Republicans and some Democrats are now saying enough is enough with this insanity. However, I would say, still, still say this to you. America is in free fall. We have witnessed the rise of this great nation the most freest nation in history, when we're coming up in 2026 on the 250-year anniversary, and now America is in decline and about to be irrelevant, and maybe even cease to exist or break up. That's why we did our show a number of weeks ago that was titled, Is America in the Midst of a National Divorce? Please go back and watch this show. Is a national divorce coming to America? I believe it is. But at the same time, there's pockets of awakening, revival. That's what we got to pray for, the pockets. I believe those pockets are here. They're, they're, they're going to come. And it's going to awaken some to say enough. Enough with grooming our children. Enough with gender mutilating our children through these surgeries. Enough. Are we there yet? I pray so. I pray so, folks. But we have plenty of evidence to know that this empire is coming to an end and it's got to come to an end because in order to fulfill Bible prophecy, I believe America will come to an end. What's going to happen in 2024? I don't know. Is Trump going to be able to run? Now, Andrew McCarthy, uh, a former prosecutor, came out and said that uh, more likely this trial will go on 
for a long time, and we probably won't know what's going to happen until after now, the 2024 elections. So even if Trump were to get reelected or, or step back into his rightful position, um, you still have a corrupt DOJ, corrupt courts. Oh, one other quick story. I know we're way over time. One other quick story I got to cover. This is what happened in, in, in Montana when I was there. Drag, you have that uh, Gun Owners of America one. Um, where is that one that you have? Right there. So Gun Owners of America condemned an IRS raid on a Montana gun shop. What happened was the IRS decides to raid this lawfully owned gun shop that has been around for many, many years um, in Great Falls, Montana. Uh, the gun store, uh, I'm trying to remember the, the name of the gun store. It doesn't have it in this article. Uh, here, let me go to this other article really quick here. Um, Montana AG also sounds the alarm. Armed IRS agents rounding up gun purchasing records. So what they did was, they, they, uh, Montana Attorney General Austin Knudsen spoke to Breitbart News Saturday morning and told us that armed IRS agents rolled into Great Falls Highwood Creek Outfitters Wednesday and dozens of boxes of ATF Forms 4473, these are the ones that are background checks, people who buy guns, were confiscated. So now they have the records of hundreds of people that have lawfully purchased a firearm. They have their records now. And who helped the IRS with their armed agents who are poorly trained? The ATF. The ATF showed up and along with <clears throat> the IRS. And this happened literally the morning. It was Thursday morning. Early in the morning they did this. And Thursday night I was speaking down the block. Like maybe half a block from where this happened downtown Great Falls, I was speaking, and people were telling me that night, did you hear about the raid? Did you hear about the raid? Did you hear about the raid? This is another sign of the absolute level of corruption that now they're going to go after gun owners, lawfully, lawful gun owners who have lawfully purchased a firearm, gone through the proper forms, had background checks, but now they want the database. You understand? This is on the cusp of confiscation. They, got, they want the names so they know who to go after, so that they can confiscate their guns, make up charges, bogus. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do when the IRS and the FBI and the, or the ATF roll up to your house? Too late, it's too late by that time. We gotta mobilize now and push back against this agenda, against this corrupt nation. Corrupt federal government, corrupt agencies, weaponized agencies. Meanwhile, we think we can go to war with China. Did you see China, folks? Where's that article, Dry? I want you to show that article of the Chinese troops. Chinese troops coming to America's communist, uh, or Chinese troops coming to America's doorsteps. Go ahead, bring that up real quick. We gotta go, gotta go. Communist China working to establish military training facilities in Cuba, just 90 miles south of Florida, because folks, they're getting ready for World War III against us because we've been goading them, we've been poking the bear, and we think that our woke military can go up against the super, super soldiers of China and Russia. Man, we'll have more on this again on Thursday. So folks, we gotta go pray for uh, the people of this nation. Pray for this awakening. Pray that the Spirit of God would awaken more people America is going to fall eventually. And I think we're very soon there. But God's people can arise. God can elevate and give favor to his people. And we're part of that remnant. And we're standing here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Truth today, truth and love ministry. We're standing, we're contending, we're praying. Join us. Would you support us? Would you support us with a, uh, a one-time donation? to keep us on air, to keep us going. I just came back from this 10 and a half day trip, very fruitful, but again, thousands of dollars. We had almost $3,000 of expenses between travel and uh, paying for facilities that we rented out to host events. Uh, we, we don't charge anything. 
We don't charge churches. We don't charge people to come to our events because we want the truth to go out. But we need your support to keep doing that. We need your faithful support. So please, would you consider that one-time donation or would you consider being a part of our Gideon Army of 300? That means that you will pray for us uh, and, and, and donate on a monthly or bi-monthly basis, any amount, $5 and up. Would you prayerfully consider joining our Gideon Army today? Just go to our link on our website and follow the links and, and, and fill out the form if the Lord puts that on your heart. I, I praise God for every single one of our Gideon Army that keep us going to help us with our monthly expenses as our monthly. Listen, everything has gone up from our uh, internet cost to even dealing with our with our newsletter, with text alerts, with uh, uh, our website, everything, our accounting, everything, just like your budget, right? Everything has gone up, but we are standing faithfully. God will provide. We know He will provide. We trust He will provide. And would you prayerfully consider being a part of that provision? God bless you guys. Thank you for being with us today. This is Pastor Sharam Hadian. I will be with you live, live, Thursday night, 8 o'clock Eastern. Share this link. Get this out. Go to our Rumble page, rumble.com slash Hadian. Subscribe, like, and share. We'll see you Tuesday, uh, Thursday night, 8 o'clock, uh, back again live on the program. Have a great day. God bless you guys.